This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com. Episode number 32. In today's episode, we are addressing the major behavior struggle that so many of my sisters experience. It shows up in your life unannounced. It blocks your blessings, your dreams, your passions, and your purpose. It's what I call your survival language. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and you desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am so thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Okay, so let's jump right into today's show. Today's episode is all about understanding your survival language. Okay, so let's start with the definition of survival. Survival is the state or fact of continuing to live or exist, typically in spite of an accident or deal or difficult circumstance. Now, continuing to live or exist, whoever wants to exist, but why do so many of us just exist or overcompensate with living a mediocre life because we are too afraid to experience or confront the past. You want to know why? Because we are scared to death. We are so afraid of feeling the pain of the past. It completely paralyzes us because we develop what's called a survival language to protect ourselves, to protect our heart, to protect and avoid any experience that would trigger a remembrance of the pain that would avoid experiencing any iota of the pain that we experienced in the past. So what we do is we do everything in our power to avoid the pain. We jump over it, we jump under it, or we we like try to scoot under it. We squeeze to the side of it. We dodge it. We bob and weave around it. You guys get the visual, right? <laughs> but the last thing we do, the last thing we want to do is confront the pain. Until the pain gets so debilitating and just heavy, And we become so desperate that we do something about it. Now, what I think is so fascinating is the fact that God created our bodies to respond to fear. And so when we are, our whole body physiologically responds to fear, we experience something called fight or flight, right? This is where you 
can read real life stories of mothers lifting cars off of their children or that you avoid an accident because of a flight or fight response. So there are, so fear does naturally want to, your body naturally goes into the state of protecting itself, right? But what's interesting is that if we don't really understand that where fear lies, what we're truly deeply afraid of that resides in our subconscious, our body is in a state of fear. Our body is is acting as if it is it should be protecting itself, but it is over things that we don't even recognize or realize are are projecting fear into our minds, into our hearts, into our souls, into our bodies that gives our body the signal, be afraid, protect yourself from moving forward. So what is your survival language? I want you to ask yourself, what is that thing that I avoid the most? It's that thing that you want to run away from, you want to hide from, you want to avoid at all cost. Is it confrontation? Is it compliments that just make you so uncomfortable that you want to shrink? Is it speaking up for yourself and telling your truth? Is it receiving feedback from other people Is or, or even correction from other people? Does it just make you cringe? You want to avoid it at all cost. The response to what you are avoiding the most is the very thing that is just keeping you existing. The response to what you are are avoiding the most, so whatever you're avoiding the most, and the response to how you are avoiding it is the very thing that is keeping you just existing. So are you a a procrastinator? Are you a procrastinator? And you put everything off to the very last minute? Do you show up late to everything? Do you procrastinate to the point where it is literally, it has blocked your blessing? It has prevented you from even getting an opportunity because you were late showing up. Do you experience victimhood? What does that mean? So are you a victim of just the worst Thing ever in life. You know, those people that you talk to where they are just negative all the time. They are, um, you know, the way it could show up is a hypochondriac, right? Where, oh my gosh, my, my back or my leg. It's like, everything is woe is me. Everything is oh so bad. Everything is please feel sorry for me. Everything is oh my gosh, you would never under you just realize just how hard this life is. Like, Do you, are you, do you experience, are you a victim of everything, right? Are you overly aggressive and competitive where you feel like you have to bust your way into everything in order to be seen or be heard or be acknowledged or even just to feel like you are respected? Are you completely withdrawn, where you just accept life as it is and as it comes and whatever it is, you, it, it is what it is and you're okay with it is what it is, but you're not really okay with whatever it is. That's just the way you've learned to survive because maybe you've just been so disappointed 
with life's circumstances that you just have lost all hope. So now your survival language is to withdraw from life. You're just going to go through the motions. You're going to just exist along the way until you die. Like this is a survival language. Are you really super negative? So we've got the procrastinator who just puts off everything because of the discomfort or the pain that it's going to put you through, so to speak. Um, the victim is nobody ever wants to be around the victim because they're constantly complaining. They're constantly see the glass half empty and um, everything in the world is every everything in the world is, is out to get them, right? Then you have the super aggressive, just don't care about anybody's feelings. They, they are all about themselves, very self-centered, self-focused, highly competitive, um, will roll you on the, the bus in a minute. Um, because again, it's all about themselves. The withdrawn person is like, just completely has put all of their gifts, all of their the purpose and plan that God has for their lives has just put it on the shelf because they just don't believe that either they're worthy or that, you know, maybe God doesn't love them or maybe that it's just, you know, it's just the way the cards that they've been dealt and they just don't know how to get out of this trap of thinking that way. And then the super negative is (laughs) super negative and, Nobody wants to be around it and there's no way you can even move forward into God's purpose and plan for your life being negative. So what are you really thinking? Like, I want you to really think through your behavior when you are avoiding doing something. What is the behavior? I, let's identify the behavior. So ask yourself, why am I avoiding packing, right? So example, um, my family is in the process of getting ready to move. And so I, the last thing I ever want to do on the face of the earth is pack. (laughs) Like, unless I'm packing to go on vacation, uh, but to pack a seven bedroom house is the last thing that I'm wanting to do right now. So I'm avoiding packing my house because what? One, I don't really want to move because I hate packing. Two, I'm sad because I have to move. And it's just, you know, the circumstance of my family that I have to move. Three, I don't want to pack because, or I'm avoiding packing because I'm overwhelmed with life right now and everything that's going on, raising three teenagers, um, being married, you know, working, um, just building multiple businesses. Like I'm overwhelmed even just thinking about packing. And Number four, I'm not really ready to let go of my house. There's just memories here. It's been such a blessing for us. And I, I'm not (laughs) letting go is an area that is not the easiest for me. And so I'm a loyal, true blue person. And so people who are super, super loyal oftentimes have a hard time letting go, especially when it comes to relationships. So if you are in a relationship with a friend, you know, you've been friends with somebody for 20 years and they can totally betray you, right? Somebody who is extremely loyal and um, may have a hard time 
just kind of cutting that person off or really re- reestablishing boundaries with somebody that's hurt you. So you constantly may be in the relationship a lot longer than you really need to be because letting go is hard for you. So I identified that, that, okay, um, I know that I can easily procrastinate in preparing and packing my house, right? So now I have to identify, okay, so why am I avoiding it? And now that I am identifying, okay, well, well, I'm not really ready to move to, I just don't like letting go of stuff that I love. Like, that's just not what I like, like to do to, I'm just, I'm sad that, you know, having to move. And I think that a lot of people go through this. It's not uncommon. It's not, a nor- you know, not normal. Like, People don't necessarily like change, right? And so having to, me moving by myself is one thing. I moved eight times, um, probably from when I was 21 to 30, right? I moved eight times and it was no big deal because it was me alone. But now I'm dealing with the emotion from with my husband and emotions of three teenagers. And, you know, it's it's a great thing that we're moving because it's a new adventure and it's um, providing some really great opportunities and support for my family with some of the things that my that are going on with my kids going into high school. But nevertheless, I just, you know, having to go through the grieving process of letting go and and really shifting not only my mind, but for other people's minds to this is a great thing. God is going to be doing some great things in our lives. And this is the the first step, right, to us moving into the high school experience for my three babies, right? So, um, but there's so much power in uncovering the truth of what's really going on. What's the survival language? Like you are surviving. So by procrastinating to pack, I'm trying to protect myself from going through the emotional experience of letting go. Right. So it, it so to procrastinate is to avoid whatever experience that you're going to have to go through emotional experience, physical experience, mental, spiritual, whatever you are avoiding that at all costs because you're hoping that you don't have to go through it. But guess what? I'm going to have to go through it because I'm going to be moving. And so I'm going to have to go through it sooner or later. So I might as well, now that I've identified what it is, now I can just talk to myself. I can talk myself through this process of, oh, okay, let's focus on, let me write down all the things that have been such a major blessing that has taken place in my home over the last 10 years. Like, let me talk, let's, let's, focus on that. Let me celebrate that. Let me relish in that. Let me look at the pictures through that. Like, let me look through those things. And then it goes to the next thing of, okay, well, are you, you're sad because you have to move. Why? Because you are having to leave those memories. Mm, Maybe, but not necessarily because I, I have the memories all in my mind. I have memories on my, in my pictures, Um, you know, and also it's been, I love, I'm a, I'm a creature of routine. I like routine. I like, um, what's what I know, you know, that's comfortable for me. And so you're sad that you have to move because you've got to start over, so to speak, right. Where you're meeting new neighbors, you're developing a new network of people to support you and your family as you, you know, your village of (laughs) helping them to raise 
raise your kids and, you know, pick them up from this game to that game and bring them home. Like you're having to reestablish that. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that can be exciting, but would I, do I want to? Not necessarily. No, because I've spent years developing the relationships that I have now that help support my family. And so, okay, let's, but, but now that they're going to new schools, you're going to be meeting new people, new parents, new, new, new students, their friends, you know, so it's going to be a natural progression of developing new relationships anyway, that can support your family. So, okay, we're, we're moving. Okay. Um, I'm overwhelmed with thinking about packing. Okay. Can I solicit people to help me? So I'm not so overwhelmed. What can I get the kids to do? What can I get Adrian to do? What can I, can my mom fly out to help me through this process? Okay. Like now I'm walking through it, right? I'm not ready to let go. Okay. God brings us through different places where we're, we have to let go. He's got to move us on. If we don't move on, we do not grow. And most people would rather not grow because most people don't like change. They don't like moving on, right? Because especially if it's unknown, I have no idea. We've got a lot of stuff. So I have to purge first, which is like, oh, Lord, no help, right? I, that's the last thing I want to do is purge. But again, letting go, we already know, is an, is an area for me that I need help or I need growth in, right? I need growth in the process of letting go. So God is helping me to learn this skill, is helping me to learn this practice of learning to let go and not get so attached and tied to things, right? Maybe that's a trait of my, that's definitely a trait of my personality and my um, zodiac sign. And so um, we are just, we attach quickly and easily and it's difficult to let go. So um yeah. So there, but the truth is the when you uncover the truth, you don't have to be afraid of the truth because when you see the truth and you realize that the truth isn't going to kill you, <laughs> it's amazing how much weight is lifted off of your mind, off of your heart, off of your body. There's so much weight lifted when you uncover the truth and realize, <gasps> Oh, 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 okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) When you kind of walk yourself through that. But until we actually confront the truth, we're like, (gasps) we're, we're just, we're panicked. We're scared of the unknown. So our survival kicks in, whether it's procrastination, it's victim, victimhood, it's the, that aggressive push, 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 competitive, you know, just bolder. It's the withdrawn, um, oh, Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. You know, or the super negative. And there are a list of other of other um, survival languages. Those are just a few that um, I've come into contact with pretty regularly with women that I coach and even men that I coach. So um, but it's important to know that or at least experience the process of confronting the truth. So I just kind of took you through very quickly the truth of the procrastination that potentially can be there that would easily be there because of all the other reasons, all the other truths that I just uncovered about wanting to pack and move my family to, and we're not going that far 
we're just going over. We live in Maryland, we're just going to D.C., but it's not it's still the process of it that can easily make my survival language show up. And what's so interesting about survival language, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> who um, it's just it's subconscious and unconscious. You know, we, oftentimes we don't even know we're procrastinating until we're like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm late. I'm late. Right. And so you're like, dang, I just thought I was, you know, checking a few emails or I just thought that I would just be ki- ki- cooking breakfast for my family, knowing that you didn't get up in enough time to do all of that. But you're procrastinating because you're going on a job interview that you really don't feel competent and prepared and even qualified for. So you're trying to procrastinate to secretly and subconsciously sabotage the the pain of rejection or the pain of of even they, they'm hiring you and then you're feeling like you have to do this job that you don't feel qualified to do. Deep, right? It's so deep. And so it's important to to spend some time really looking at your behavior. If you, I know that there, I remember coaching a young woman who was um, just sexually abused as a young girl and subconsciously she put on hundreds, hundreds of pounds on her body to protect herself from ever being taken advantage of being taken advantage of sexually again and even being desirable to any one it's she subconsciously did this to herself so she subconsciously used emotional eating as her survival language and then she tried to convince herself that she was okay and she was not okay she was over 400 pounds she had a, actually she was um closer to 5 she had to sleep in a chair because if she laid down when she slept the weight of her body would prevent her from breathing and she would wake up gasping for air. She was scared she was going to die and stop breathing. And she had no idea what to do. But she just started sitting sleeping in a chair because that's kind of all she knew what to do because she didn't realize her survival language had kicked in where she was trying to protect herself from the pain of the past by putting on, by just eating emotionally and not knowing that she was eating emotionally, not knowing what healthy eating versus non-healthy eating looked like. And so um, I did worked with her one-on-one doing health coaching and um, she had to make the decision to do the work. She had to choose her self over the comfort of the pain of her past. And what's so wild, and I believe that we all can relate to this, is that we've experienced pain in the past, and sometimes it's comfortable just staying in it, talking about it over and over and over and over and over, and continuing to focus on it over and over and over. Like we stay, we want that comfort of well, I survived this and it's comfortable because I survived it versus, okay, you survived it. Wonderful. Great. Yes. But now let's move beyond it. Let's not stay in victim mode, but let's move beyond it and use it as a platform to champion, to support, to encourage, to help others and to let them know that they can win and get out of the the place of being comfortable in the pain. And the pain of the past. It's a trick and a total trap of the enemy for sure. And so the lady that I was coaching, she made finally made the decision to confront 
her pain. It was one of the hardest decisions she's ever had to make in her entire life. She was comfortable, at least she thought that she was comfortable living in a body that was um, just uh, uh, just not healthy, right? She would order online. She would stay home for days at a time and she worked through it finally made the decision to confront the pain of her past. And once she, she did that, she gave herself permission to choose a healthier way to live her life. And so she started losing the weight. She had um, bariatric surgery because she was no longer afraid of the past. She began trusting herself. She stopped existing and started living differently. She stopped making excuses. She stopped, she would catch herself when she started thinking um, in her past ways. And it was a journey. It was a process. It was an experience that completely changed her life. And of course there were ups and downs along the journey, but she didn't give up. She kept, she stayed plugged into her support system, her support network, who when we I was able to help her catch herself when she wasn't able to identify the negative thought processes that she had that was going to take her back down the past of surviving and into her survival language. And so she had to stay plugged in and we had to um, work together to help her work through this process of overcoming her survival language. When you identify your survival practice, or your survival language, or your survival behavior, you have to recognize the stronghold that it has in your life. It completely holds a power over you. It's your survival is you are giving your power away to this behavior of surviving the pain or trying to avoid the pain. It is, and that's why you have to be courageous and brave enough to take your power back by deciding to do the work and address your hidden survival practices. Your survival language is preventing you from going after your dreams. Your survival practice, your survival behavior is completely preventing you from falling in love and being available in a relationship or even getting married, your survival language is preventing you from being vulnerable and transparent and, and even honoring and respecting yourself. Your survival language is preventing you from being honest and from living a life full of passion and purpose for the reason you were born, the reason God created you. There is something that is on the inside of you that God created you for. And your survival language is the thing that's preventing it. The, the, the being stuck in the past, being stuck in the pain and not knowing how to deal with it, not knowing how to address it, not knowing how to handle it, not knowing how to manage it, not knowing how to confront it. It is preventing you from truly being everything that God has created you to be. And so you have a choice, sister. You have a choice right now to stay where you are in a state of survival and just existing, or you can choose to confront 
the pain of your past, the pain in your heart, the pain in your soul. You can choose it right now. You're not going to feel like it. You're not going to feel like choosing. You're not going, like you can't say to yourself, to your survival, oh, well, okay, I've heard this podcast and, you know, Christy said that if I confront you that um, now it, things are going to be all great. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying that you have a choice to make, a decision to make. You are not going to feel like getting out of your comfort zone. You're not going to feel like confronting the fear. You're not going to feel like even wanting to what they call dig up the pain of the past. Yeah, you're not going to want to. Ironically enough, you think that you have to dig it up, but you don't have to dig it up because it's right there front and center because it's preventing you from making decisions to that that would propel you into your purpose, that align with your passion, that really push you to following your dreams because of their survival language. That pain is right there on the front of your face, front of your head, the front of your forethought thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do that because I failed before. Oh no, I can't do that because, oh no, I can't, uh-uh, no way. Oh, I'm a, pro- no, I, mm, 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 uh. and then you give yourself excuses. Oh, well, my mom, I learned this from my mom. My mom was late all the time. So that ma- made me late. That's no, no way, Jose. That is not true. You have made this this survival language to protect you from pain, from experiencing pain, from going through pain, from from just even avoiding discomfort. So pain can mean anything on the spectrum of pain from like the the client or the customer that I had who um, was sexually abused and the pain of that experience to just discomfort because it's it's going to require you to do more work than you really want to do. Right. So it's a huge spectrum. What when I say pain, so procrastination may be pain because you don't want to do the work because it's going to require you to put in a lot more work than you really want to, because you'd rather be sitting on the couch or you'd rather go to a movie or you'd rather just chill and read a magazine, whatever. So it's requiring you to do more work. So pain is a large spectrum. So I want you to make sure I want to make sure you get that. Okay. so when you confront your survival language, when you choose to confront it, it is going to one, take intention. It's going to take you to be very deliberate in one, recognizing what your behavior is and, and then being very honest with yourself in how you are behaving, how you responding, how you are, how you are reacting to the pain of your past. And it's going to literally bring a freedom when you confront it and you start uncovering some things that you've been trying to avoid, that you've put your blinders on. If you, I want you to imagine me putting my hands up on the sides of my eyes, right? This is how you've been going through life because you have been trying to avoid dealing with your stuff. Sisters, it is time to deal with your stuff. We can no more time to waste. We have no more time to make excuses. We have no more years where we can stay in the same place that we are right now. Because there are so many people who just year after year after year. Oh, man, I said I was going to do that. 
oh, but it was such a busy year, but you did nothing but just survive and exist. And we can no longer do that anymore. No more. So sister, are you ready to make the shift? Are you ready to make the shift in your mind, in your heart, with your actions to really stop giving your power away to your survival language and get out of your comfort zone, get off of your excuses and start taking action and really doing the work to make the shift, make the changes that is necessary for you to live your life fully. It is so so you so deserve it. And it's so the right time to make these moves because people are waiting for you. They're waiting on you to make the decision to fulfill your purpose. They're waiting on you to make the decision to fulfill your calling and God's assignment on your life. So you can no longer be scared. You can no longer hesitate. You can no longer hold back from the purpose for which you were born because people are waiting on you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today for this episode. As you can see, I am super passionate about just helping you to not only cultivate your heart as a wife, but doing the work to get there. And so I pray that you gained a better understanding about your survival language in this episode and that you no longer want to stay stuck in the trap of your past. As always, I'm so grateful to my tribe and faithful listeners. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for always sharing these episodes with your sister friends. And if you are not following us on Instagram yet, please come on over and say hello. We are at Wife Wisdom. And if you listen to us on iTunes and haven't yet rated our podcast, please do so because it really helps other women to find us. We post new episodes each and every Monday by 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so you can listen to it at your convenience. Thank you so much again for listening to today's podcast, for joining us, for sharing this with your sister friends. I love you. I believe in you. And I will connect with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, Keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.